If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the beginning. I want you to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1. If you don't have the Bible, you may have an app on your phone. By all means, use that. Genesis, chapter 1. We all know that, uh, and think of, when we think about that, we think about, and God created on the first day, on the second day, on the third day, on the fourth day. On the fifth day, and then the sabbatical. But in Genesis chapter 1, I want to read just the second and third verse. The second and third verse of the beginning of your Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, and I'm reading from the New International Wording. It says, The earth was formless and empty. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. I want you to I, I want you to look over at your neighbor in your car and say it was dark. If there's nobody in your car with you, look over at the car next to you because many of you got your windows cracked. I understand it's warm out today. Look over at your neighbor in the next car and holler at him. Say it was dark. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Uh, you know, I think you could, you could safely, instead of saying, and the Spirit of God, you could use that, well, the word but, but there, instead of and as a conjunction, and say, but the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The presence of the Lord was there. But then in verse 3 is a very important, four-letter statement made by God. The four-letter statement that God makes in verse 3 is simply, let there be light. Let there be light. And then we find the final four words of the third verse establish the results of the four words God had spoken. God said, let there be light. The response is, and there was light. I want to preach to you for a few minutes this morning about when the sun is at your back. When the sun is at your back. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, I, I actually liked school. I, di I didn't really apply myself as I should have, but I liked school. I liked school because I liked goofing off, and I liked goofing off with other people. And uh, that's why I like school. Uh, you know, uh, the, the learning part of it was of the greatest interest of mine. I was probably just, you know, a genuine redneck country boy. But I, there are certain teachers that remain very, very uh, uh, engraved into my memories. And one was my, one of my science teachers, and her name was Mrs. Sullivan. And I can remember being in, in uh, high school, a high school science class with Mrs. Sullivan. I actually had her a couple times. And I can remember Mrs. Sullivan, it may have been in biology. I don't quite remember. I think it was biology class. Mrs. Sullivan asked if cold really exists. Cold, C-O-L-D, not cold, because we're in West Virginia, but cold, C-O-L-D. Does cold really exist? And she she brought the class to a point of, de, of debate. And, and the fact of the matter is her point was cold does not really exist. There, you, 
cannot show cold. You cannot generate cold. Now, that may be arguable by the means of refrigeration, but her point that she was making in science class, that coldness is actually the absence of heat, you know. Uh, you know, we, uh, right yesterday was the warmest day that we, I guess we've had to point this year, and I, I loved it. I had a friend of mine put on his Facebook page. He said, man, I've had enough of summer. I'm ready for fall already after the warmth yesterday. Man, I love the sun. I, I want to tell you, the pastor sweats better than he shivers. I'm a good sweater. I'm a terrible shiverer, okay, if there is such a word as that. I love warm weather. I love the heat. I love today. It's great and it's wonderful. And if we have another cold spell, it's not that it's going to be really cold. It's just going to be colder than it is now or the absence of heat. So so I guess it's arguable, but I just remember that from science class, that cold is really not a state of being, but cold is the absence of heat. Uh, the Antarctica is cold because there's an absence of heat. You know, different other cold climates of the world, they're cold because it's an absence of heat. I want to speak to you in a comparison about darkness. Darkness, uh, darkness one can argue, I guess, but, but in fact, my message this morning, I'm trying to establish with you the point that darkness does not really exist in itself. You see, darkness is actually exists in the absence of light. Right now, uh, somewhere on the other side of this huge mass of rock and dirt and uh, whatever else is in the center of the earth, in the in the center of uh, on the other side of this massive planet that we live on, and it's small in comparison to so many others. But on the other side of this planet right now, do you realize that it is dark? It is dark. It is, it is, it is dark. And the reason it's the dark because there's an absence of light. The other night, uh, we still don't know what happened, but the other night Sarah and I were sitting in our house. I had me a big old pistachio nut. I settled in on the couch. I had my recliner thing out. I was ready to watch a little bit of TV, which I don't do really too often at all. And all of the sudden, the lights went dark in the house. The lights went off. The power went off. And some couple thousand people were out of electricity. And who knows why that they're out of electricity. Uh, I don't know. But I do know that it was dark in the house. The reason it was dark in the house, of course, it was dark outside, but it was because of the absence of light. Sometime, I think it was 11 minutes after 1 the next morning, I went through and I tried to turn off all the lights that I could remember had been on in the house. But 11 minutes to 1, the electricity came back on. And when the electricity came back on, some of the lights that I had missed also came back on. And as soon as the lights came back on, darkness in that room dissipated. It left. It was gone. Because darkness is the absence of light. But it's in the time of darkness. It's during darkness that imaginations run wild. You know, but so, so it's said, of course, now we have all these cyber crimes, so it's not necessarily true, I don't guess. But those, those people that are still burglars in the conventional manner, those people that are still robbers, or those people that are, that are still 
mischievous and, and destructive. Most of those people work at night. They work under the cover of darkness. But some of you now we're older now, so we don't we don't this don't happen to us. But but some of you will remember when you were children, you will remember those dinosaurs in the closet. You might remember you guys that when you stayed out in the woods a little bit too long, deer hunting or squirrel hunting. You may remember hearing those footsteps coming behind you in the wood as you walk home in the dark. Some of you remember the dinosaurs in your closet. Some of you remember. Some of you may know what I'm talking about when I mention the clowns hiding under your bed. Now I'm not talking about your mother-in-law. You remember? You remember those clowns hiding under your bed? Some of you, some of you know what I mean when I talk about those things that go bump in the night. We can hear things, we can hear things fall over in the kitchen during the daytime, and we really don't bother us, does it? Really doesn't affect us at all. We can hear something fall out in the garage during the daytime, and we don't really think about it. But when you're in the bed and you're and it's nighttime and it's two or three a.m. in the morning and it's all dark and you hear something fall over and you hear something crash or you hear something bump. Then it gets your attention, and your imagination runs wild. And that's when, like, Mike will say to Rosetta, Rosetta, you need to get up and see what that is. You see, it's in the dark times that our imaginations will run out. And in our spiritual life, in our spiritual life, and every one of us here, everyone watching by social media, by Facebook Live. Let me tell you, every one of us have a spiritual life. We are spiritual beings created by God. He breathed His breath, His Spirit into us. So even if you're not a Christian, if you're not a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, that's what I mean by Christian. Even if you're not a Christian, there is still a spiritual part of your life. You are still spiritual. And God is wanting to come in and to birth newness into your spirit if you're not saved. But what I'm saying to you is darkness will be experienced in our spiritual life whenever we are not turned towards the light. Let me let me let me give you an illustration. I don't I hope I got enough cord here. But but as I step out here in the sun, now when I'm back here I can't see it. But when I'm right here, step out in the sun and I'm looking forward to you, there is something that, you know, they used to teach in like grade school, primary school, that it's with you everywhere you go. Right now, as I'm standing here, the sun is at my back. My shadow is before me. My shadow is before me. When I turn this way, and I apologize for being rude and facing you, but as I turn my face toward the sun, there may be a shadow, but that shadow is behind me, and I cannot see that shadow. That shadow does not affect me. That shadow does not, I, I am not paying any attention to it. I'm not watching that. It, it is basically meaningless to me. I can only see my shadow and observe what my shadow is doing whenever my back is to the sun or to the light, if you would. Now, when I read the book of James, James chapter 1 and verse 17, James penned that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation.
of turning. You know what? What I see that that God is calling us to in His Word to look into the light. Now I want to. I'll be. I'll be very frank with you. My glasses. I, I can't see them because they're on my face, but they're probably very dark right now. That's just what they do. But as I as I turn to look to, up to the sun, I really can't focus on the sun. Because it's too bright. The intensity is too great. But my, I'm always going to be looking into my shadow if I don't start looking towards the sun. But I'm not talking about the S-U-N sun to you this morning. I'm talking about the sun. I'm talking about the S-O-N sun. I'm talking about Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. When we turn our thoughts and our attention and we turn our lives towards Him, there is no variableness in Him. There is no shadow of turning in Him. When I begin to look to Jesus and I begin to cast my attention upon Him, let me tell you, I have no opportunity. I have no room to see the shadows that may be cast behind Him. But listen, I have to guard my heart very much because as long as I'm looking in the light, I'm not going to find myself in shadows. As long as I'm looking into the light, there will be no darkness. Darkness will be behind me. The light is pushing the darkness back. The light is holding the darkness away from me. And then I go to to the book of John. John's Gospel in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And I read, I read what John describes as the light of the world. For in John chapter 1, the first five verses, John declared, in the beginning was the Word. The Word. That's Jesus said, I'm the Word become flesh. See, Jesus just wasn't created in a split second of God's thinking. Jesus, Jesus is, is God. He is God. And, and as being part of the God, He was there in the beginning. He was there when there was darkness on the face of the deep. He was there when He was hovering over the deep. And when God said, let there be light, He was there. And light began to shine. And then there was no more darkness because there was light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life, listen to this, and that life was light. The life of Jesus Christ is the light that we look to. Jesus Christ, God becoming humanity, is the light that pushes back the darkness of this world. Let me tell you something. If you think things have been bad the last two months or so, if you think, and if you're looking for a, and thinking, oh, they could get a lot worse, and they could, I'm not going to argue or debate that with you, but if you think they could get worse, let me tell you something. They can, but right now, as long as we've got the light of the world, and His name is Jesus Christ, He is the light that pushes back darkness. He's the light that makes all shadows go away. If we will look to Him, if we will turn to Him, He will bless our lives, and He will show us the way, and we will not walk in darkness because He is light. Let me finish reading 1 John chapter 1 through 5. 1 through 5. He said, In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let me tell you something. 
There may be a lot of things that have changed in the world. Some of you all are older than me. Some of you are not older than me. My dad is 90 years old. I can't, almost 90. I can't imagine the things that my dad has seen change. A friend of mine, pastor friend, his mother is 102 years old. I can only imagine what Sister Willis has seen in 102 years. But let me tell you something. There is, God has not changed. He is not intending on changing. He never will change. And the light that came to the world through Jesus Christ has never been overcome by darkness. It never will become overcome by darkness because He is the light of the world and He is eternal. And He will drive back all the darkness and the shadows that life would like to bring us. But then I, I went on over a bit further in the book of John and I began to read in John chapter 12. And as I read John chapter 12, I, I found out that Jesus spoke about His purpose. In John chapter 12, verses 44 through 46, Jesus cried out. There was urgency in this matter. Jesus cried out. He just didn't make a soft, subtle statement. Jesus cried out. Whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. You see, Jesus was established. He and the Father were one. Jesus is God. And in verse 46, Jesus said this, I have come into the world as a light. So that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. See, Jesus came for a purpose. You know, the, the clowns hiding under the bed. The bumps in the night. The dinosaurs in the closet. If you were a kid and you... And you started crying, and your mother or your dad heard you. As soon as they come in and they turn off, as and they turn on the light in your room, the clowns, the dinosaurs, and the bumps—they all go away. If you hear somebody something fall out in the garage, and you get your wife out of bed, guys, and she goes turns the light on to go out and check it out for you. As soon as the lights are on, whatever happened goes away. You see, with, with, with all the darkness in the world, with all the darkness that could exist in any one of our lives, when we find ourselves being turned on to the light of Jesus Christ, and we find ourselves being turned facing the sun, my shadow's in front of me now, I can see it, there's shadows in my life, but when I turn and I look towards the sun, there is not a shadow before me. Everything is behind me. There is no darkness that I will walk into. Listen to me. When I begin to put my concentration, my focus, I begin to purpose my life into following Jesus, the things that are darkness to me otherwise are overshadowed by the light. The light cannot over, the darkness can overpower the light. The light is the powerful force. Darkness is only the absence of light. And I'm here to tell you this. When your back is to the sun, you will see shadows. When your back is to the sun, 
you will see darkness. But when you turn your life and you turn your thoughts, you turn your affections, you turn your purpose towards the sun and you begin to look up and to look out to Him, there will be no darkness that will overpower you, that will overtake you, and no darkness that will cause you to be fearful. Because the light is greater than any darkness that can occur in your life. He said, but preacher, you don't know about my past. You, you, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been to, what I've been through, what I've, what I've done in my lifespan. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I had on myself. All of that's darkness. All of that's darkness. But suddenly light comes on the scene. And sometimes, if, if I don't guard my heart, sometimes I'll find myself with my back to the sun and I'll, I'll begin to see shadows. Just, you know, just like I, I see my hand out here before me. I see, I see my, 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 my bald head. I see the shape of it in front of me because it's a shadow. But when I turn and I begin to look toward the sun, the S-O-N, when I begin to look towards the sun, I am reminded that all the shadows of my past have been have, are dissipated. They're gone away. They're forgotten. They're cast away. They're destroyed. They're in a place of non-existence. They don't exist any place anymore. Dave, I'm told. Dave's sitting over there in his car. He's our local computer expert. Dave, nothing is ever really erased from a computer. Am I right? Give me a tune if I'm right. Dave, he can, I'm right. Nothing is ever really erased from a computer. You can delete it, but somewhere it's always there. It's there somewhere. But let me tell you something. God is greater than any computer that has ever been manufactured and ever operated. Because when God forgives you of your sin, when God forgives me of my sin, when He forgives me of my shadows, of the darkness in my life, let me tell you something. They are gone. They're gone. They're annihilated. They're through. They're over with. They're not even there. It never even happened. You can ask God, but what about what I did? He said, I he would say, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean what you did? I don't see anything. There's nothing to your record. Understand this. When you turn towards the light, all darkness is gone. All shadows will leave. Face the light. Don't have your back to the sun. The Psalms... The Psalms, the book of Psalms in Scripture is a, is a compilation of, of music and worship and prayers. I want to read to you a prayer that I find in Psalms 80. Psalms 80 and verse 19. I want, to, I, want to, I want to share with you a very simple prayer that's stated in Psalms 80 and 19. That prayer says this one-liner prayer. Restore us, Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. You see, it's God's desire to shine on us. It's not God's desire for us to look up to Him. It, it's not God's desire that we have our back turned. You know, by, by all, by all uh, intensive purposes, if somebody's speaking to you or talking to you and you turning your back on them, it's considered rude. It's considered, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Maybe it's done out of shame. Maybe it's done out of embarrassment. Maybe maybe it's done because you're pouting. Maybe it's done because you're mad. But God doesn't want us to have our backs turned to Him. God is calling us 
to face him. And when we face him, there is no shadow in him. There is no variableness. There is no, there is no shadow of turning. And when we face God, we will not even see our own shadow. But we will see nothing but light. Light dissipates the darkness. Darkness does not really exist. Darkness is this absence of the light. So right now today, if darkness is overshadowing your life in any way, in any part of your life, you say, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, but sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes as Christians, we find ourselves on the dark side of the sun or the moon, whatever they say. Sometimes we'll find ourselves, uh, if you would, God is not dark, but sometimes we will find ourselves, our faces are darkened to the presence of God because we turn our back away from Him. Does that mean we're not saved? Not necessarily. Does it mean that we're not, we're, we're, we, we don't love Him? No, not necessarily. But it means that we have turned our back towards Him. Therefore, we are not walking in the fullness of the light. Because we're not walking in the fullness of the light, then we are walking in our own shadow, which is, in essence, darkness. So God is calling us to turn to Him. He's calling us to face Him. He's calling us to look to Him. And as we look to Him, He will light our world up. He will light, He will light us up into the darkness, darkest of night. He will illuminate, and there will be no more darkness. There will be nothing. Recently, Sarah and I, I went to Lowe's, and I'll be very frank with you. Some every once in a while, I'll mess up. Imagine that. I went to Lowe's a week or so ago. We needed some light bulbs, and I went to Lowe's, and uh, I bought some. Bulbs and on the bulbs it said uh, daylight intensity. They're LED light bulbs and it said daylight. The other pack said soft. I said, well, you know, being a manly man like I am, I don't want anything soft. So I bought some daylight bulbs. And we put those daylight bulbs in. I put one of them in a, a chandelier that's in over our dining room table. And that one bulb was just remarkably brighter than all of the rest. It had a it was more intense. It had a greater intensity. My wife loved them. So what do I do? I do the I do the only thing that a good husband would do. I went back to Lowe's and I bought two more packs of those bright daytime bulbs because I like we like our house being lit well. We like it being bright in the house. And, uh, you know, we've been married long enough now. We don't have to have the low-light romance. You know, y'all might want to think about that. You know, but, but, but nevertheless, we, you know, we got our house shining brightly. But we had to put forth the effort to make that happen. God is needing you to turn to Him. God wants you to turn to Him. There may be that dark spot. There may You may be walking in some shadows. Yes, you're still... You still are, are covered by the blood. You're still washed by the blood. But there's some parts of your life that you've let become shattered. There's some parts of your life that, that, that you've let allowed to become darkened. And that's only because you're not allowing Jesus to shine in that part of your life. You may be here this, this morning or watching, and maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus before. And to not surrender your life to Jesus means as good a person as you may be you're walking in darkness because you have not turned to the light as you turn to the light the light will intervene the light will flood in and as the light floods in the darkness is pushed back the darkness is pushed away the darkness will disappear you, you can't listen this morning 
I don't know. I didn't, I'd have to go back and look at the, you know, uh, at some of the videos around here that we do around here at the church. You know, this morning it was dark. Sometime this morning it was dark. But as the sun began to come up over the horizon, here's what happens. The sun begins to come up. The higher the, the, higher the sun eases up, the more it comes up as the world turns. Dave, I blame this on you because you put up a post yesterday about the world turning. But as the world turns, the light gets brighter and brighter. This morning it was sort of a twilight as the sun began to come up. Darkness began to leave, but it really wasn't bright. It really wasn't sunny. We call it sunrise. Beautiful time of the day. Beautiful morning sun coming up. You can actually even stand to look at it a little bit. But the higher the sun gets in the sky, the, the, the less darkness we see and the brighter the day becomes. Listen, if you will begin to look towards the sun with every passing moment in your life, the day is going to get brighter. The darkness will be driven out. Will you, will you allow Him, Jesus Christ, will you allow Him to be the light in your life, the light in your house? Will you look to Him? And He's not that ball of fire up in the sky. That's a star out there somewhere. But as I look up to the sun, the S-U-N, my shadows are gone. There's nothing in front of me. There's no darkness. It's nothing but light, bright light, illuminates my way. In your spirit, will you look to the light of Jesus Christ for everything you need in life? Right now, I want you to do this with me. Now, if we were in the church right now, I'd say, everybody bow your head, close your eyes. Don't be peeking. Don't be, don't be looking around. But you don't have to do that. You're sitting in your cars or you're at home on, or somewhere watching Facebook Live. Uh, you may, you, you, you're sitting in your car. Some of you are very comfortable. Some of you may still have your jobbies on and your, little, and your little pink dinosaur slippers. I don't know. But right now, where you're at, if you have never looked to, to the light of Jesus Christ, this is what I want you to do. If you're in your, right where you're at, then maybe you have looked to Jesus Christ. And you, you are a Christian, but there's, there's dark areas of your life. You've, let dark, you've allowed dark areas to develop in your life. I, it, it's an excellent day to turn back and begin to focus on Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to pray, Jesus... I believe that you are the light. You are the light that illuminates the darkest of nights. Jesus, I believe your word that there are no shadows in you. There is no variableness. I believe you're consistent. So today I, I look to you and I ask you to illuminate my life. I ask you to illuminate my spirit with your love. I believe that by surrendering to you that I shall be saved. So I give up. I surrender to you right now. I believe that you are Lord of my life. 
I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Or maybe you're the one that will pray, Lord, I'm that wayward son. I'm that wayward daughter. I've let shadows, I've let some dark spots occur in my life. It's not your fault, Lord. It's my fault. I've turned my back to you. And for that, I repent. And as I repent, I realize that means for me to turn. So, Lord, today I commit that I will turn my face back to you. And I will just allow you to drive out all the darkness in my life. I will look to you. I will, I will not, I will no longer have my back turned to you, but I will face you. And all shadows will be behind me. All darkness will be gone. Everything, Lord, will be made right with you. So today, Lord, as we pray to you, we pray the prayer that the psalmist prayed. Restore us, Lord God Almighty, and make your face shine on us that we may be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to worship with, uh, with we're going to end with worship today. So I want you to go ahead and just take time to worship and then I'm going to let Pam or whoever lead us into the, the driving celebration. But thank you for being here today. If you need prayer, if you need me, if you need to talk to me about something, especially uh, considering today's message, always know you can call me, you can text me, send a private Facebook message to the church. Uh, and, and I will get it, and I will respond to you because we want to bless your life. We want to help you because the most important thing that that we can offer you today is we can offer you light, the light of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Voice of Praise Worship Center.